Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to season two, what I think is episode 89 of the Cheese Room podcast. But with everything going on in the world, it's quite hard to keep track of sometimes some of the simple things. I am, uh, well, not exactly your host today. I am the founder of the Cheese Room podcast, Mr. Jolly from Sydney. Uh, just giving you a quick introduction to a special episode today of the Cheese Room podcast, which will be hosted by Sebastian Short all the way from the UK. Let's introduce Seb, uh, and he can tell us all about it. But firstly, Seb, what have you been up to, mate? How's it all going? Oh, it's going well. Thank you, Mr. Jolly. Um, obviously, locked ourselves in pretty much since uh, since last Thursday, which for me, someone who works from home normally anyway, isn't as bad as it sounds. My garden, uh, I've been in the garden the last three days. Um, if we carry on at the same rate, then in three weeks, it's going to look like Hampton Court. Um, so yeah, we're just taking the, the positives out of it if we can and, uh, enjoying some time together as a family. All right. Well, you're going to introduce the quiz to us shortly, uh, in uh, 10 words or less. What is it? Um, it's, it, it's, it's a, an irreverent quiz where there's no correct answers apart from the ones that I deem to be correct. That Big. was 17, 17 words there, mate. <laughs> And there we go. Okay. <laughs> My second guest today, who can't help himself chiming in because he is one of the uh, host extraordinaires of the Cheese Room podcast. In fact, the host with the most of the UK and Europe-based weekend review podcast. Some know him as The General. Others just call him Franco. He is Francis Parker. I've missed your intros, Aaron, I must say. I'm never quite as elaborate as you, but um, yeah, how's it going, guys? It's nice to be talking to some human beings for a change after being stuck in my flat for the last two weeks. Yeah, what, what's changed for you, mate? What's different to what it would normally be like? <laughs> well, it's like I've been living like a lazy Sunday for two weeks now, but the thing is, like, my work's fully set up, laptops, all that game, so I can't escape work, and last week I was super busy, so it wasn't too bad. Um, I'm just getting a bit stir crazy, not getting out. But like living in Stratford, if I the second I leave my door, I'm just surrounded by people anyway. And it's obviously been a bit quieter now we're on lockdown. But um, mm. yeah, I probably need to get out and get some fresh air. It's been it's been nice and sunny sitting on the balcony. But that's that's been it really for two weeks. And how confident are you feeling about this quiz, mate? Taking on the great minds of uh, Mr. Jolly from Sydney and the Harlow Globetrotter himself, Lloyd Styles. Oh dear, I'll be happy to lose to such esteemed gentlemen as yourselves. But uh, yeah, I've not really given it much thought. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm not confident is what I'd say. Well, there you go. Well, if ever there was going to be someone like on a quiz show, like when you get to the final round and there's like an evil demon, like um, I was going to use a bad word, person waiting to take you on as you go for all the cash, it would be my final or our final guest today. He is the Harlow Globetrotter from Vienna in Austria, formerly season ticket holder of the Tottenham Hotspur Football Club in the 1990s. HG, how are you? 
Um, like everyone else, just uh, just dealing with the fact that you know home is now these four walls and uh, a little bit of a walk along the river. It's uh, it is interesting, but yeah, I'm, I'm, we, we, we haven't gone mental just yet. Well, there you go. Well, before we get started, just a quick shout out to all the rest of the Cheese Room podcasters, all the folk from the Americas crew as well. You'll be hearing from them in upcoming podcasts. Shout out to Paul and uh, Shez from the Midweek crew and, of course, Gary Stevens. He'll be back on at some stage soon too. Uh, all the Cheese Room podcasts around the world, thank you very much as ever for all the things that you do and also to the cheese heads all around the world who follow us and enjoy listening. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, the next bit of time will take your mind off what's going on in the world and you'll enjoy it. And without further ado, I'll hand over to Sebastian Short, our reviewer, match reviewer extraordinaire, and he will tell you all about it. Seb. Okay, guys. So let's just set out some uh, some ground rules before we begin. begin. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. They are not general knowledge questions. They're basically for you to give your opinion on, and uh, I will decide what I find to be interesting, uh, if you can make me laugh, if you can link it to Spurs uh, in some way, and I'll give out points for that. Answers no longer more than... Sorry, no longer than 30 seconds. And then basically at the end of the game, the top two players will go to head, head to head in a general knowledge quiz that is Spurs based and is uh, and does require correct answers to determine the winner. Does everyone understand? Yes. Yeah. I've got it. But just a quick yes. question. Are you going to take points off HG if he goes over 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> HG's lost. Yeah. He's lost already. Yeah, he'll like he'll get every question right, but his minus points will be more than his plus points. And then Franco, <laughs> you and me will be in the final, mate. See you there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are we ready for the first question, guys? Yep. I'm ready. Yeah, yes. Crack on. Don't, yeah. I'm not Hold sure. Can, yes, I, can sorry, I talk a little bit long so- before I get to answer the right question? Can you <laughs> That's all right. Right. So I don't remember what I was doing yesterday, although actually I probably do, I probably do at the moment. But uh, so I had to look this up. Ten years ago this month, Tottenham Hotspur beat Blackburn Rovers 3-1 as they headed into the top four and Champions League football under Harry Redknapp. A lot has changed since then. But what I want to know is if you could rewind and stop the clock at any point within those 10 years, where would you go back to and what would you change? Mr. Jolly, you're up first. Hmm. My first reaction is to say 22 seconds into the Champions League final after I whipped my camera around on a pan shot singing Oh Mrs. Soka. But I've talked about that a lot before. So I'd say mid-January 2016, uh, we lost 1-0 to Leicester. I think it was Toby in his creamy, dreamy pomp. He lost Robert Huth, 83rd or 84th minute. Um, we lost 1-0 and that if we'd not lost 1-0, every time we won and we're singing, we're coming for you, we're coming for you, Leicester, you maggots, we're coming for you, we would have been one point behind instead of seven. That was a huge game to lose. That's a great answer, Mr. Jolly. Uh, I think in that game as well, did Harry Kane hit the crossbar or something? It deflected up and if it had just looped maybe a couple of uh, couple of inches under the bar, then could have been a completely different season. Do you know what? It's an interesting fact Sorry, can I just add an interesting fact about that is we had 21 shots and we didn't have one shot on target because hitting the crossbar doesn't count as a shot on target. Are you looking for an extra point? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking- it doesn't sound, doesn't sound like that was off the hoof, Mr. Jolly. <laughs> I'm pretty certain it was over 30 seconds as well, but uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Franco, mate, you're up next. What's your answer? Well, yeah, <clears throat> Jolly said the obvious one, which would be the Champions League. But um, other than that, I'd probably go a, a year further forward than your original thought to the 11-12 Champions League final. I would have hoped that Drogba didn't equalise. Therefore, Chelsea obviously didn't win. <laughs> We're no longer champions of Europe. And we wouldn't have got stitched up. And we might have... Um, I don't know what would have happened because you get a bit butterfly effect there, didn't you? We certainly wouldn't have had to put up with AVB's football because Redknapp wouldn't have, wouldn't have been sacked. Um, but then Bale scored some amazing goals next the next season. So it's either that or the 2014-50 Cup final. I would have had us beat Chelsea. So then, you know, some of the levy outers and the, and the perpetual moaners in our fan base would have had less to in you know less ammunition to use in their arguments. That's a great answer. I like the fact that you tried to put Chelsea down twice there in one answer. Yeah, so uh, exactly yeah, double points there, double points. Well done, uh, HG. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I'm probably going to lose points because my game doesn't even involve Tottenham. But uh, <laughs> the one thing I would change is there was a game at the uh, the, at the library in September of 2016. It was Arsenal against Chelsea and Arsenal won. So obviously I'd want to change it for that reason. But it was also the game before Chelsea went on their 13-match unbeaten run where Conte switched them to three at the back and they ended up going on to win the league. I think that had Chelsea won that game, then he may have stuck with his nonsense, whatever he was playing beforehand. So that that was the season where we were at our best and that was the season that I think we probably should have won the league. And yeah, so that that's the one result I think I would change because it did, it did affect Spurs just in a, even though we weren't playing. That is the most butterfly effect answer I think I've ever heard. <laughs> HG. <laughs> HG, you were so close. That was that was 32 seconds, mate. So I'm going to have to take oh, some points yeah. off you there. I'm Come on, round so, yeah, That's great. That's <laughs> impressive on its own. Minus 10. So first, Here we go. I'm going to give Franco four points because he double bubble with Chelsea put downs. HG, you can have three points. And Mr. Jolly, you can have three points as well. Oh, in the lead. How about that? All right, well, four, done. three, three. We, we actually got the first question done, uh, I, I think, without any any hiccups. So before I forget, what I wanted to do next was set a listener question. Uh, and this is just uh, this is just for, for general knowledge. And uh, you can give yourself a big pat on the back uh, if you get, when we give you the answer at the end of the show, if you, if you get it right. Um, the question, and obviously, panel, please don't interrupt, is which player who went on to be an established Premier League manager played one game for Spurs in an Intertoto Cup match in July 1995. That is the general knowledge question for the listeners this week. So question two, uh, let's flip it round. Let's fast forward 10 years. So I want to know, in your mind, where do you see Spurs in 10 years? Are we playing a home league game in the US? Is there even a league anymore? Are any of us still alive? HG, you can go first. What do you think, mate? Um, I don't think anything will have really changed. We'll still be finishing just outside what we want to be doing. There might be a European Super League that we won't be part of. And so if we're stuck in the English League with someone like Wolves, they'll somehow be ahead of us. And uh, we'll we'll be finishing second, having snatched defeat from the jewels of victory, as always. Much the same as uh, as as it's been over the last 10, 15 years then. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think I could handle anything different. I mean, like, Spurs, that is Spurs to me. When we were winning a few seasons ago, we were winning almost every week, it was it was too surreal to really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, let's go back to normal, please. I want my Spurs back. Great answer. I, I, I hope you're not right, but uh, I think you might have pretty much nailed that. Uh, Mr. Jolly, what's your thoughts? This is a really hard question, obviously. Pretty hard to predict what's going to be happening uh, in a few months, let alone 10 years. But uh, I think I partially agree with HG. I think we'll still be a top six team. Um, I don't think we'll be like regular top four like we were under Pochettino. Um, If I was a betting man, sadly, I'd say we probably won't have won a trophy by then either. Maybe the dark days that we live in um, are are influencing me. Um, Here's one, a positive one. Dele Ali will be in his testimonial season and he'll get his 200th goal for the club in that year. How we go. But which club? (laughs) His 200th goal for Tottenham, you goon. Ten years from now, testimonial for Liverpool. No, okay. Do you see Harry Kane, Mr Jolly, this is for you. Do you see Harry Kane, Harry Winks and Deli Ali still being at the club in 10 years? <laughs> um, Winks and, and Deli maybe, but I don't know about Harry. And anyway, he'd be 36 by then. Surely he'd his ankles would be fucked. He'd probably be playing for South End. <laughs> <laughs> if you play football manager um, and you go forward <clears throat> enough years, um, he's still playing for Spurs when he's 38. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, he's probably loyalty, wasn't he? They're, they're wheeling him out of cryogenic freeze every weekend. Like the, the lower <laughs> half of his body goes into a cryogenic chamber in between games. I suppose it's not too hard to play when you're 38 if you miss two thirds of the season every year anyway. There so, um, Franco, what's your answer, pal? Um, yeah, I think we'll just be collecting our 10th Premier League title. Um, no, seriously, um, I would imagine that things won't have changed too much. Like HG said, we'll still be, we'll probably have cemented ourselves as perennial fourth place finishers, maybe an FA Cup too. 
Um, and I'd imagine we'll all be playing with an advanced version of VAR uh, where refs will be completely obsolete and there'll just be like a conduit between a supercomputer in Silicon Valley and the players. All the decisions will be made by a hive mind of cloud-based computers. There you go. There's my prediction. <laughs> Uh, that that doesn't sound that doesn't sound very promising. So I've, I've got to be honest, you, you've you've all depressed me. Uh, none of you gave me a, a positive. Uh, you know, I said we're going to win the league ten times. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping for, for for at least a trophy. No one, none of you even yeah. mentioned a trophy. What's going on? I mean, ten yeah, Premier League titles fans. is pretty positive. Let's not forget that. I was going to say, let's not forget last season I sold my kidney and went to Madrid and uh, you know what happened there. So, <laughs> you know, and now this season's been cancelled by Corona. How do you expect me to be positive? Well, we, we, we can point. win an Aldi Cup, Aldi Cup, Peace Cup, you name it. We'll, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll be getting all the trophies in July and uh, oh, Spurs, what do you do this to me? <laughs> right let's move on boys to to question three uh, and it wasn't going to take long to come up with a question around coronavirus um as we've all seen no matter where you are in the world there appears to be a massive shortage of bog roll uh after complete numpties decided that a dose of the flu means you can't control your bowels so what i want to know is uh linking to that point who in the world of football is so full of shit that they're hiding all the bog roll for their own use uh, Franco uh, let's go with HG first. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is an easy one for me. Uh, Brendan fucking Rogers. Hate the <laughs> um, Just, Just he's everything that I dislike in a person. Management speak. Gone crazy. He doesn't do anything. He's a charlatan. He, he picks up teams that have done well under other managers and then takes them, you know, a couple of steps higher, but nothing really too special hasn't won anything. Just he's just he's a nobody. I I don't understand why people seem to rate him because he, what has he done? What what who who has he bought? How has he improved a team that that was all the, the the players were already there? I just he's got such a high opinion of himself, and uh, I don't think it's warranted. So yeah, Brendan Rodgers, bog rolls um, extraordinaire. Do you know we had a I, I put a note out to uh, to all the um, the panelists today to say um, really let rip really say what you mean um, <laughs> I, I, HG um, <laughs> I, I'd never thought I'd hear such language honestly I'm, uh, I don't know whether to be excited or disgusted. Well, I can go again if you want, um, Brendan Rogers. <laughs> he's just just. The, the, the type of person that makes your skin crawl, the type of person at work who you spend all day trying to avoid because you know that they think they're the smuggest person in the world and you are not allowed to punch them in the face that they deserve. Brendan Rogers is the brother-in-law that you say you can't hate. Um, yeah, I, I just, no, 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 no. Brendan Rogers... We need, we, we, can we can we just get him in like a bog roll manufacturer? You know what? That's what he should do. He should he should sell it. He should be the face of toilet paper, because frankly, that's that's pretty much all that comes out of his mouth. Okay, okay. So what you mean? Don't hold back. Uh, Frank, did, did that not awesome record? Mate. Can I go again? Um, so look, Brendan. <laughs> Rodgers, no, okay, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. In, in HG's defence. The, the Padre, who's a man of the cloth, when he goes on a rant about Brendan Rogers, he makes HG, uh, puts HG in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> Come on then, Franco, what's your answer, mate? Well, because HG will be so, a bit of an extended period for mine, and mine will obviously be Sol Campbell. Um, I guess from the moment he said he would never play for the Gooners and then <clears throat> sign for them, he's been utterly full of shite. I just think he's the biggest victim in, in world football and some of his actions have been ridiculous. I remember when he signed for Notts County and at that point he said this was the best place for him at this stage in his life. And then about three weeks later after one game, he was gone. Went to Arsenal, had a few games and then started digging out Capello for not selecting for the World Cup squad like it was some vendetta against him. Um, he's moaned about not being England captain for 10 years when there was obviously other greats around him like Gerrard and Beckham and people like that. 
Um, and he also forgets that Rio Ferdinand was captain for seven years. So to claim that was racism is ridiculous. I just feel that anything he, he, he's interested in is because of his own self-interest. When he wanted to get into politics, it was because he got upset about there being um, Labour talking about maybe being a mansion tax and he just bought a mansion. So he's like, I want to get into politics <laughs> and then didn't get into that. So then decided to get back into football management, moan for about because he didn't get into it for three years. At one point, I think he said he was one of the greatest minds in modern day football. Then when he finally got his job at Macclesfield that didn't work for various reasons but he was part of the winding up order that because he was basically owed 180 grand and uh you know how much money did he earn at Arsenal that's like two weeks wages but he was happy to see a football club wound up just to get his money and then finally he gets his uh, another chance at Southend and where are they now like in the relegation places I think they've had something like four wins all season he's an absolute joke of a man I would knock points off for going over 30 I, I seconds, want to but hear I tell you what, Frank, I agree with just about going. everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sol Campbell's always do a bit of abuse, isn't he? So, well, he, I live not too far from Macclesfield, and uh, uh, last season they were playing uh, against Port Vale, who are kind of like my 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 go to team uh, if I want to watch some some football nearby. Um, and I actually went to Macclesfield and just literally stood there abusing Sol Campbell for a good ninety minutes. So it was uh, it was Qatar. <laughs> well, well, didn't we see you on the TV? <laughs> I think there was a a story about hateful Spurs fans at Macclesfield. Was that you? I probably might well have been, might well have been. And I tell you what, the football his team served up, oh, fuck me, honestly, it was, I know it's League Two, but bloody hell, it was, it was a whole new level of shit. You were were the guy standing there with his son while his son was going, Campbell, you (laughs) were you? (laughs) Like an eight-year-old boy on the sideline trying to get over the fence at him. Campbell, you. I couldn't have taken him. The abuse, I think he must live his whole life just, just getting abuse. It, it must be it must be a horrible life. Anyway, Mr. Jolly, while we've got you, who, what's your answer, mate? Dude, I forgot the question. The, the question is, who in the world of football is so full of shit they're hiding all the bog roll for their own use? Mm, fucking hell, can I phone a friend? Uh, hang on, i got it. Um, Kyle Walker. has to be Kyle Walker. If anybody's going to be stockpiling stuff, it's this he left Tottenham to go and stockpile trophies at Manchester City. He, he talked about us being a stepping stone, just like he'd be in the bloody supermarket, stepping over old ladies, using them as a stepping stone while he went and got his bog roll. Kyle Walker, you hippie gas imbibing go and fucking wipe your ass all day long as far as I'm concerned. You're a prick. <laughs> okay, I'm not quite sure. I, th- I I didn't really think we'd go that that to town, but um, I think we might have to keep this question. If we do this again, if we do this again, I think we'll have that this question every week. I think it's a good one to to kind of keep in and come up with more and more of, people that we absolutely hate. It kind of changed into who do you hate the most, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, right. Let's move on to the the next question. Let's get a bit more kind of football focused. Uh, and let's have, oh, let's have a question. Points. Come on. Do you know what? That's, that's a really good point. So I have actually written the scores down so far. So, so Franco, well, well, I'll tell you, well, let's have a little update. Franco, you're an eight. HG, you're in seven. Mr. Jolly, you're in six. You need to up your game, pal. Are you one of those secret Kyle Walker lovers who, who thinks he's the right thing by leaving, aren't you? I've got I think, little, I think you picked the wrong fullback. Back. I think had you gone for Danny Rose, you'd be ahead, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know me so well. Extra point for HP there. And every time someone reminds me that I haven't done the points, then they get a point off. So, uh, so, so don't remind me. So Franco's on eight, HG's on eight. Mr. Jolly, you're now on five. Uh, let's move forward. <laughs> let's have a question focusing on Tottenham. Uh, let's imagine that uh, football's back to normal. It's the summer, transfer windows open. You can sign one player. Money is no object. However, the caveat is you have to sign him for a Premier League team and not a top six team. And by the top six team, I mean Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Leicester, United or Wolves. Forget about them shit lot down the road. They're all infected anyway. So... Franco, who do you want to sign and why? Okay, I'm just looking at the league table to see who I've got to choose from. <laughs> oh, get <laughs> um, uh, right, Everton then. Cal- uh, Calvert-Lewin, I reckon he's probably oh, the most likely. 
he's a you know striker. He's he's having a good season, scoring plenty of goals. I think he would be prepared to sort of be a backup to to Kane and also an option for when he gets his yearly injury and is out for several months. Um, yeah, I think I'll go with Calvert Lewin. That's a great shout. I, I like I like the sound of that. That's, uh, that's a point boring, for you. boring answer that is. I mean, he's just, he's just, as you answer the question, he's just opened up BBC top scorers and scrolled to the first name that is not in a top six club. Go down. Have so who's you. your argument? He took my idea. That's <laughs> how <laughs> no, I know he did it. I just opened up BBC. I scrolled down and the first name in the BBC top scorers that is not a top six is Calvert-Lewin. Come on, own up. I didn't do that, but <laughs> fair enough. Go on then, Mr. Jolly. What is it? Who, come on, let's have a let's have a, a regular goal scorer. I was going to say, look, we need, we definitely need an antipodean. We've got no we've got no balls at the club. We've got no no um got no no strength of character. So I was going to say Aaron Moy, the little baldy badger. But what we need actually, if we're going to play our erotic long ball game, we need a Chris Wood. A fellow Antipodean from New Zealand, aka East yeah. Australia. He's got a cranium like a fucking stone and a body like a brick shit house. Let's not forget the impact that that massive horse Fernando Lerente had for us last term. Um, this this fellow gets a goal every other game for Burnley, so surely get two and three for us, Seb. Mister Jolly, you're redeeming yourself. That's a great answer, mate. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, can, I, can, I get, can, I get, can I get a bonus bonus point? And with Ericsson gone, because there's, there's a maggot you hated this season. With Eric's gone. We should be able to get a corner on his head, shouldn't we? I agree with your point, but every time you ask for a point, Mr. Jolly, you're going to get a point deducted. I said bonus need, time. Need- no, no, hold on. I said bonus time, not point. Bonus time. Start <laughs> asking for a yellow card, mate. It's not on. Can't ask for a yellow card. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I feel like you've got a problem with diversity here. Like, it's just going to be all UK people in the final round. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Who knows? It might. It might be. It might. It might be a setup. But uh, no, your answers are good, mate. But you can't ask for points. It's, it's just. It's just not the thing to do. Um, HG, what's your answer, mate? Uh, it's relatively boring, probably. But um, we need defenders. I'm going to the same team that Francis went to. I'm going to Everton, and their French fullback Luca Dean. Uh, he's a left back. We need a left back desperately. He's half decent. He's played for Barcelona, Roma, you know, all over all over Europe, and he's ready to 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 play for a big team again. So I, I'd go for him. That's another another good answer. Well done, boys. Did no one consider Jack Grealish? I did. No. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Jack Grealish, Mister Jolly. What do you think? Possibility. I think we missed the boat on him, didn't we? We should have got him for ten million or fifteen. Uh, we're not going to pay fifty million for sixty million for him, are we? Money is no object, Aaron. That was the question. What kind of fucking world are we living in? I mean, there's more chance of coronavirus being cured next like week than there being money no object at all. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> no, see, the, the, the thing with Jack Grealish is that he's Steve Claridge mixed with Ian Walker, and that is not a mix <laughs> that I ever want to see at Spurs. What the f- Steve Claridge and Ian Walker? Ian Walker with the curtain yeah, he's got, haircut. Ian Walker's uh-huh. haircut and Steve Claridge's shin pad use. It's just just <laughs> the, the way he approaches a football game. I'm, I don't want him. I don't want him the team. Oh, well, no, like, Steve, just, Steve Claridge was great on Football Manager back in the nineties. I fucking I think I might have won the league with that guy. I don't think we need a Steve Claridge. I'm not sure we need need a, an amalgamation of, a, of Claridge and Walker. So maybe we forget Jack Grealish for the uh, for the foreseeable future. Right, boys, moving on. Uh, the scores so far: General Franco, you're on ten. Uh, HG, you're also on ten. And Mr. Jolly, you received, redeemed yourself slightly with the Chris Wood answer, so you're up to nine. So, question five. Uh, let's do a Tottenham question again. With the Premier League looking like it's uh, either. Uh, finished or will finish sometime in the very, very distant future. Let's do the end of season awards. So I want to know, Tottenham based, who are your uh, player of the season, your most improved player, and in two true cheese room style, who is your bell end of the season? And let's go to HG. Okay, so player of the season, um, the only player I think who's played consistently well um, is Giovanni Lo Celso. So he'd get it from me. 
Um, the used to be shite, but now he's all right. Most improved award goes to uh, uh, actually to our to our French fullback to Serge, who uh, didn't really play much last year, and although he's made a few mistakes this year, has done a lot better. So I think he's most improved, and um, perhaps rather controversially, my bell end of of the season for Spurs um, is Maurizio Pochettino. Ooh. Okay, Why? I think we can we can go with that. But explain yourself with Aurier and explain yourself, especially with uh, Pochettino. So for Serge, you know the, the the phrase used to be shite, now he's all right. Pretty much describes him perfectly. He's all right. He's better than shite. Lamella is still shite, so he's not improved at all. And so that leaves Pochettino as the bell end. To bring Lamella up, you had to do it. You had to do it. Yeah, you said most on, improved, and he yeah. hasn't improved. He hasn't improved once over any season. He's not improved. So, look, Pochettino wins Bellend mostly because I, I sat here and thought, you know, who am I most angry at this season? Um, and it's the managers. It's Pochettino and Mourinho. And I thought about giving it to Mourinho, but, you know, his results were better despite the fact that I hate him. And Pochettino, his results were crap. So with Poch, he is the reason that we have Mourinho. And so for all the people who hate Mourinho, have to be looking at Poch. Had Poch done a half-decent job, then we wouldn't be worried about any of this. So, bell end of the season, um, because it is this season, goes to Maurizio Pochettino. Okay. Do you know what, HG? When I saw those answers, I thought, I'm not sure about that, but you've explained it pretty well. So, I've put you down for four points, pal. So, Mr. Jolly, let's have your answers. Wow. Um, It's a hard one, isn't it? I'll start with most improved, because I think that's the easiest. It has to be Tanganga. Uh, He's gone from being a youth player to being an important squad player. And I reckon you only have to look at the Parrot saga to see what a massive leap that is. And think about how many players have actually made it into the uh, first team from the youth setup and actually looked from the very beginning like they're a, a really top squad player and people are calling for him to play. We talked about on the last show that that he could start there in front of um, Davis and Sanchez. So most improved for him. The player of the season has got to be Son, I think. Like, I mean, I know he's done some dumb stuff and he had a little couple of rough patches, but if you look at I think he's got like 10 goals and seven assists or something despite um, missing games. And we just look terrible when he's not playing. And that that's the sign of it, really. Without Son, we're, we're awful to watch. I agree. And your bellend? My bellend is um, Jan Vertonghen. And I love the guy. Last year in the in the summer when we did our our top Spurs signings of the Premier League all time, uh, he came in second. He was he's a much loved guy, but I mean, apparently behaved like a teenager in the preseason. He refused to take the exercise stuff um, uh, seriously, and I think the lack of him being fit just really showed in his poor performances. Like Pochettino left him out, but when he's played, he's not looked right for the most part. Um, and, and if you, as you're getting old, I mean, I know that there were contract issues, but, you know, a lot of this um, nonsense, it was down to him and Ericsson. And a special mention to Danny Rose uh, for being the season. Oh, you nailed it at the end. That's what I was waiting for. The mention of Danny Rose, you've got yourself an extra point there, Mr. Jolly. has five points to you. Uh, Franco, <laughs> let's have your, uh, your player of the season, your most improved, and obviously your bell end. It's a well, massive stitch up. <clears throat> not my actual button. <clears throat> it's been a massive stitch up because you've all stolen my answers. I'd agree with HG that uh, Aurier is the one player who's probably regressed the least. But uh, I mean, I guess we can say Tanganga because before this year, he wasn't even a Premier League footballer. And he's he's kind of come in and he looks relatively assured. And when we get back to playing again, you can pretty much count on him that he's going to be in the squad uh, and in the team quite regularly. So he's probably improved the most. Uh, the best player of the season, I'll probably agree with Sonny, but I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Well, one shout for both categories could be uh, George, Kevin and Kudu, because in those two minutes against Villa that he played this season, he looked like an absolute well-beater. So uh, he could probably be up for both awards. Uh, Bellend, I would say Danny Rose, not just because what Mr. Jolly said, but, you know, two seasons ago, he was talking about wanting to go back up north. But I think that was when he had one of the Manchester clubs in mind and he's ended up at Newcastle. <laughs> uh, forget, you know, be, be careful what you wish for, Danny. You can have an extra point for Danny Rose as well, as well <laughs> Franco. Even though you copied everyone else's answers, you, you got yourself four points. Mind. Four points, oh, nice. We're not, we're not arguing about points, are we, lads? 
<laughs> okay, so that's that's good. Let's just have a, a little point summary. It, it makes pretty uh, obvious reading, I guess. Uh, Franco, you're on 14 points. Uh, Mr. Jolly, you're on 14 points. HG, you're on 14 points, which uh, you you might you might be surprised at, but uh, it all leads to this uh, last question. So this question basically means that uh, you have the opportunity here to make all your other answers completely pointless. What I'm going to do, lads, I'm going to set you a debate topic. And basically what I want you to do is argue in favor of that topic for 30 seconds. Uh, no fannying about. You've got to fill your time. And if you refuse to do it, all your points uh, will disappear and uh, you won't be asked back on to do this quiz again. So you need to maintain your standards and uh, take part. Do we understand? Yes, yep. sir. Okay, HG, your debate topic is as follows. If everyone in the Spurs squad had the same level of skill and commitment as Eric Lamella, then we'd be top of the league. I'm supposed to debate for or against that? You, you, obviously, you have to debate for the motion. But we'd be top of the league if everyone was committed like Eric Lamella. Well, obviously, everyone when we look no, at no, um, no, the no, team's commitment, the same level of skill and commitment as Eric Lamella. Okay, so perfect. I can do that. So if every if every Spurs player had the same level of skill and commitment as Eric Lamella, I think we would be more than happily to be top of League One. League One is a really difficult <laughs> league to get to the top of, and uh, with players of that quality, you know they they always you know they're going to put a shift in. You know they're going to be there week in week out, whether it's Tuesday night in Yeovil or Friday night in Portsmouth <laughs> or wherever you're asked to go. Lamella and the team will be there to do the job, to get the result. They'll, they'll take the yellow cards. They'll take the red cards. They'll come as often as the goals, most likely. In fact, probably more often than the goals if Lamella's record is anything to go by. But um, yeah, Lamella and a team full of players with his skill and commitment. Yeah, we're, we're on our way to the trophy that everyone wants. Oh, Mr. Styles, you you've absolutely lose a point. nailed that. You should lose a point because Yeovil aren't in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I said League One, and they're not in League One either. But uh, no, yeah, look, no, I, not even in the league anymore, I don't think. But it's a, it's, that's quite, a very yeah, good yeah. effort. Mister Mister Styles has set the standard, boy. So you need to follow. So Franco, you're up next. Are you ready for your uh, for your motion? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you have the, the to motion uh, with the ocean. What, 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 what motion are we talking about? Well, there is a lack of bog roll, so uh, yeah, not uh, not too many motions, hopefully. But uh, Franco, your your topic is as follows: as a season ticket holder, I can't wait for the day that Daniel Levy announces the closure of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and the birth of its replacement, the Tottenham White Hart American Football Team. <laughs> okay. Right, as a season ticket holder who runs a podcast, it's very difficult for me to go to games and then get back, plan a show and do a pod about it. So really, it'd be a lot easier if the whole idea of going to football was completely taken away from me. I would, you know, happily watch it on TV. I'd subscribe £1,000 a year to watch us live on Tottenham TV. And then um, I could then occasionally go on a Sunday to go and watch some American football, which is my fifth favourite sport. So really, it's, it's win-win. <laughs> and just think about all the dollars that be coming in. All the dollars. Okay, that's not too bad. You're going to get a point off for your uh, for the fact you didn't fit quite fill 30 seconds, but that, that was a bloody good effort, mate. It wasn't... Uh... <laughs> wasn't something that I would have uh, would have liked to have uh, stood up in favour for. So, Mister Jolly, you've been uh, you've been waiting in suspense. Are you ready for your uh, your motion, mate? I'm chomping at the bit like a racehorse on uh, steroids. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, so, Mister Jolly, please uh, talk in favour of the following. I get my pronunciations wrong of Jose Mourinho and Jan Vertonghen wrong on purpose, just to check that everybody is still listening. Fucking hell, this is going to be pretty hard to fill 30 seconds because everyone knows the answer. <laughs> Listen, I, this show needs some colour because you've got to, you've got to admit that half the people on it are boring as batshit. So if I wasn't on, getting pronunciations wrong, calling Jose, Jose, calling Yan, Jan, just think about it, half the viewers would fall asleep. And look, as somebody who drives my car and listens to a lot of podcasts, 
Boring podcasts kill people, Seb. They kill people. People fall asleep at the wheel every day when they're driving, and a boring podcast could send you off the road into a ditch and kill you before coronavirus does. So I tell you what, yes, I do get my pronunciations wrong on purpose, and have you got a problem with that? Uh, no, mate, you're the boss. You're the boss. <laughs> well defended. Well defended, one and all. I must admit, I was a little bit worried about this round, but you, you've all done yourself proud. But there can only be two people who go through to the general knowledge final. Uh, let's have a look again. I think uh, we will put through. Mr. Jolly, I was quite proud of you there, mate. You, you're through to the final. And, uh, and Franco, you did a great job. Uh, so I'm going to put uh, Mr. Jolly and Franco through to the general knowledge final. HG, mate, you did a great job as well. Thank you ever so much for coming on and uh, and taking part. And obviously stick around because I know you'll know all these uh, all these quiz answers anyway. You just knocked yeah, him out. No so. I'm, 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 I'm upset at the fact that it was Eric Lamilla that lost me the, the chance to be in the final. But what else is new? Um, so, uh, yes, <laughs> enjoy it, boys. I will be listening in and correcting all of your, all of your answers. You, know, you only knocked him out, so Franco and I have got a chance of winning, didn't you? You're a very good sport, well, <laughs> well to be to be fair I, I must admit i thought uh i wondered uh if hg would know that he was going to get an eric, an eric lamella question to uh to defend whereas i think the uh the other two of you franco and mr jolly it kept, would have come as a complete surprise to you and you you all did really well so well played everyone and uh hopefully you enjoyed it to this point and uh and you'll come back on no <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> hang on if you say <laughs> right we've got, like we've got two sets two sets of quiz questions there's 10 questions each and they're going to be quick mm. fire uh mr jolly as the founder of the cheese room you i'll give you the choice would you like the first set of questions or the second set of questions um i will go second okay uh and you want to go second as well you want uh you want franco to go first yes that's right oh fuck okay. no, you get to choose everything <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, he's done, he has actually done himself a favour because he'll get a flavour of the questions. The questions are very similar. You've got 10 questions. It's quick fire. So as quickly as you know, or you can pass uh, to move on to the next question. And basically the person who gets the most questions right in there, in, it'd be about a minute, uh, we'll, we'll win this first edition of the quiz. So Franco, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. Right. Question one. Who is the only Togoese player to have played for Spurs? Uh, Adebayor. Correct. Who did Spurs beat in the 1961 FA Cup final? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> What's this? It's, only it's easy. Come on. Uh, you can pass uh, if you want me to move on. Okay, it was Leicester. Right. Uh, oh, no, the last player to wear the Spurs number nine shirt. The last player to wear number nine. Oh, come on. Janssen. <laughs> yes, indeed. Vincent, yes. Uh, who scored the equalising goal when Spurs came from behind to beat Forrest in the 1991 FA Cup final? Who scored the winning goal? The equalising goal. Jesus Christ. Oh, too long. My brain. Taking too long. <laughs> you are taking forever, Frank. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. It was Paul Stewart. Oh, Stuart, I knew it. Question five. Who beat Spurs 7-1 in a league match in December 1996? Easy. 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 I don't know. It was Newcastle. Uh, Who were the opposition for Spurs' last match at home this season? Come on, you were there, I think. (laughs) League. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my days. Franco, if ever a man cracked under pressure. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, pass. It was Wolves. Uh, who is Spurs' youngest ever Premier League player? I was there. I know this one. I was there. Uh, Come on, Franco. Man. Uh, Stephen Carr. Spurs played their first ever FA Cup final in 1901 at a place that is now a Premier League team. Where was it? We played what? At a place? We played at a place in our first ever cup final in 1901. That place is now oh, a Premier League. Palace. The Crystal Palace. Yes. Oh. Crystal Palace. What nationality is Giovanni dos Santos? Mexican. 
Yes. Right, who is next on the list? Arthur Rowe, Jimmy Anderson, Bill Nicholson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how long have I got? It, you, you were out of time about three years ago, mate. <laughs> Terry Neal was the answer. Mate, you got there four go. out of ten. That'll do. I'll still be I'll still be Aaron. Okay, Mr. Jolly. <laughs> By the way, that, <laughs> if we gave you the same amount of time, mate, we'd be here till tomorrow. That was so, a minute uh, and that was a minute and forty-five seconds. Oh, were you timing? <laughs> you did a better job than me there, mate. I was uh I thought when he got to question five, I thought we've probably had a minute by now, but I, I can't really interrupt him. He sounded much insane. calm. I'm gonna have to give up being a podcaster now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> he knows right, nothing about our history. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jolly, your questions are very similar. I think there is a good reason why I didn't put HG through to the final because he would have just he, embarrassed you. He, he knew every answer, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> right, Mr. Jolly, are you ready for your 10 questions? Yes, sir. Okay. Who is the only Honduran to have played for Spurs? Wilson Palacios. Yes. Who did Spurs beat in the 1963 European Cup Winners' Cup final? 1963 European Cup Winners' Cup uh, it's a Dutch team. Um, Feyenoord. No, it was Atletico Madrid. Uh, name the current Spurs player next in this list. Jermaine Genus, Scott Parker, Ryan Mason. Who's next? Harry Winks. Yes. Can you tell me why? Um, English midfielder. Or oh, where's number eight? Where's number eight? Spot on. Who scored the equalising goal when Spurs came from behind to beat Chelsea in the 2008 League Cup final? Jesus. Uh, Robbie Keane. Berbatov. No, Berbatov. Who did Spurs beat 13-2 in February 1960? <laughs> it's not Arsenal, is it? <laughs> no, you wish, mate. No. It was uh, just up the road from me. It was Crew Alexandra. Okay. Uh, Spurs record record attendance for any match, for any league match, I should say, so at their and at their home ground was against who? Uh, no clues here. Can I phone a friend? It was a Champions League game. Um, Dortmund. Oh, close. It was Leverkusen. Who is Spurs' oldest ever player? Uh, Ray Clements. Uh, no, it's Brad Friedel. Mate, you need to get these three right, otherwise you're fucked. I've already uh, got two right, eight. by the way. you got two so far. Spurs played four. one home game at Milton Keynes last season, but who was it against? Watford. Yes, mate. What nationality is Alan Nielsen? Danish. Oh, this to win it, mate. Who is next on the list? Terry Venables, Peter Shreves, Doug Livermore and Ray Clements. Um, David Pleat. Oh, he's blown it at the last. It was Aussie <laughs> Ardiles. It's a draw. What the fuck do we do now? I think you have to <laughs> give the title to HG. <laughs> I, think, I think HG would have smashed it out of the park. My questions were more difficult than his. God, I knew seven of his. Did you really? I, I tried to make them really similar, so that it was it was Can pretty much level, the first level Oh, mate. Oh, mate. Well, that concludes the quiz. And I'm not sure what we got out of it, apart from the knowledge that HG knows far too much. And uh, Mr. Jolly and Franco, um, I'd like to say, did themselves proud, but I'm not so sure. Boys, did you enjoy it? <laughs> no. Yeah. I just, I think it no. was just the indication. Of, <laughs> I think it was the indication of who's done the most drugs in their life. <laughs> oh, well. All right. All right. So. Seb, were you happy with that? I'm more than happy with that. Great stuff. So I think you'll have to pick somebody from amongst us three to come on next week and defend the title. I'm not sure that anyone really Give deserves it. Give it to HG. <laughs> you might have to. Uh, thanks a lot for that, mate. That was a lot of fun. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as much as we did taking part. Maybe we can get a listener to call in and battle one of us in the final round, battle uh, moving forward. We can get somebody on the blower. Using the, using the virtual software we did, we could have someone call in. So maybe look out for a post next week if you're chomping at the bit, as I said, like a racehorse on steroids to come on and take us on. You could join in next week. 
Um, Seb, thanks very much for that, mate. That was excellent. No problem at all. No problem, mate. And Franco, thanks for joining us. Uh, and uh, what do you got planned for the rest of the week and weekend? Uh, pretty much nothing. <laughs> Staying in, listening to this podcast and cringing at my lack of Spurs knowledge. Uh, and then hiding from uh, social media where I'll probably get a bit of abuse for it. There now, go. I know Brent, Brendan's got a show coming up that he's going to be hosting with a very special guest that we'll announce soon. And um, what have you got on the uh, on the planning document? Uh, nothing, mate. <laughs> no, we'll do a pod soon. Uh, me, HG, and Calder will just have a Royal Rumble, uh, have a nice little sort of debate yeah. about something at some point. I mean, the thing is, now we're already the transfer links are already coming thick and fast because nobody's got anything else to talk about. So maybe we'll do a spurious uh transfer roundup. Yeah, okay, well, that sounds good. Be obviously lots of the UK and European crew. Shout out to Benny Heidelback as well. Be good to hear the dulcet tones of Benny from. Denmark sometime soon, Steve Diver, of course, and um, uh, God, I'm forgetting all the names, but anyway, I, I do digress. Let's uh, say goodbye to HG as well. Hi, everyone. Thanks for uh, making me the winner of a quiz that I didn't even have to take part in. That was uh, always good for the ego. <laughs> and uh, yes, no, it'd be a pleasure to be on the next pod at any time when that happens. Awesome. Well, thank you all once again. Um, big shout out to all of our listeners, to everybody in the Spurs family. I know by now probably uh, some of you know people who are, are suffering. Condolences to anybody who may have lost somebody or may have somebody in hospital. Um, we, we wish you the very best. Uh, stay home, take care of your family, and uh, we'll get through this and we'll come out on the other side and there'll be Tottenham games again. Do you reckon we'll be complaining like we were before the coronavirus, Seb? No, I, uh, the one thing that I think we can take out of this, I hope moving forward, is is as a, as a, a global entity, I think we will be more tolerant of everything. That's my hope, anyway. Maybe I'm living in cloud cuckoo land, but that's my hope. Does that mean you'll be having a Shut cup up. of tea with? Shut up, Seb, you big softy. Does that mean you? <laughs> does that mean you'll be having a cup of tea with Danny Rose, mate? Uh, no, no, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> there's limits jolly there's limits more likely to get a vaccine for this in the in the meantime all right gentlemen it's been fantastic thank you very much for your time um and come on you spurs come on you spurs, come on, you spurs. Network.